0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Sirianni. And like always, we got a special episode for you. Today's guest is Justin Harding. He is a director of all things that is horror, writer as well, and very inspiring, dude. After our talk and chilling after this interview, I just felt like going home and making shit. And it's important to meet people like this if you're a creative other people who are kicking ass and um, feel like sometimes it gives you your own kick in the ass. And I just had a whirlwind of a weekend after uh, we we spoke. Right now you gotta do me a favor as well. If you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, you gotta go to our website www.girthradio.com and click the page for this show. Uh, We're gonna have a bunch of justin's links to his uh, short movies and right now for the next day right up to halloween he's part of hulu's Halloween, and i'm sure you're familiar with the company hulu streaming service in the states and he was the only canadian who was selected and funded for this halloween short and right up there is this movie called carved it's about five minutes long and it is awesome also on the page, you'll see other short films like Cookie. Um, also on Halloween, he's got another movie that's been in festivals uh, throughout the last year. And on Halloween Day, it is dropping on Vimeo. And it's another short called Latched. We're going to post that as well. And around his eclective list of horror movies, he's also spent many years producing television shows like Canada's Worst Driver and The Amazing Race. We don't dive too much into it. He mentioned that he likes to keep those worlds separate. And rightfully so. Uh, The horror comes from his heart. It's a huge passion. You're going to just hear how much he's actually deeply connected with it. You're going to hear a bit of a heartbreaking story of why you should never sit on an idea. And also a very fun, hilarious story about him meeting Robert Rodriguez and feeling humiliated. (laughs) Uh, it's a very uh it's a very human episode and I just enjoyed uh, talking to Justin. Love to get him back on the show someday, uh well, next time he does a project. And I'm not gonna talk too much for this intro, but there's another thing I mentioned uh about foreshadowing a Halloween episode in what was intended to be This spooky Halloween special, uh, I ended up recording it yesterday, and little spoiler, it was with two psychic and ghost mediums, and our old friend of the show, Sage's electronic music artist, and it was such a great talk, Uh, I almost feel so vulnerable posting it, because I went kind of deep with like some experiences I haven't even told anybody, but um I also decided to not make that the Halloween episode, and you're going to get it a little later on in this week. Um The more I learned about their work, it's also they don't connect what they do to the Halloween spirit, witching, and what I thought may have been a very spooky episode. It was more soothing, um they're more connected and uh do their work around people losing their relatives and stuff like that and uh yeah i just i just respected them so much and uh yeah so i'm just going to push that back a handful of days and not connected with halloween so sorry all over social media i was hyping it up i'm like oh we got something scary for you and you know what it was a bit of a mind fuck but it it wasn't that scary it's i think Some people are going to be more interested in it. And yeah, so be on the lookout for that. But right now, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. We got a great interview. It's time to hear some awesome behind-the-scenes film shit. Like always, big thanks to our sponsor, the Pacific Junction Hotel. But without further ado, here's Justin Harding coming at you right now. Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Check two. Uh, yeah, just yeah. checking. You, do did you yeah. go for Halloween last night? I did not. I was working all weekend. Mm. But you know what? Like, uh, I usually go all out for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And this morning, I'm looking on social media and stuff, seeing everybody's yeah. just like all dressed up. But <laughs> I had the post-non-Halloween depression mm. kick in. Did you do anything? My wife and I went out. We went as bees. Okay, cool. Were, like cool. wings and stripes and just... It was fun. Yeah, awesome, man. <clears throat> yeah. And speaking of Halloween, you got a movie countdown coming here, the short film people need to watch this cuz you are the only Canadian who was selected for That's this right. Hulu thing. That's right. How did that come about? Uh well, I've been making
1: short films for a few years. In the last 3 years in a row, I've I've had a different film in the film festival world doing well and and going around the world. All horror films, very scary films. Mm-hmm. And I just got a random I got a random phone call from a a guy who programs the Sundance Film Festival and he was actually it wasn't a phone call he emailed me and said, "Hey, I'm looking for short horror filmmakers and your name you were recommended by an ally." That's all I said. Nice. nice. Uh, do you have any uh, ideas for something that would be, you know, 5 minutes and scary? I was like, "Hell yeah."
0: Oh yeah. So you had you had this pre rented or or did this something you write you wrote later on? No,
1: or? what happened was uh I always I always have a bunch of ideas that are mm-hmm. floating around. Like a little, there's so many ideas that I want to do. Right? There's just there's a whole bunch. And so he said, "Do you have any ideas?" I'm like, "Yes, absolutely." And he said, "Okay, I'll give you about a week. You know, come up with something good, and let's let's talk about what that might be." And he explained that this is for Fox Studios. So Fox Digital Studios is producing these, and wow. yeah. they're little short horror films. And there's a budget, and you know they're looking for just a handful of filmmakers to be part of this thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't really tell me much. That's all he said. And then. I uh, came up with an idea for it that actually was different from what it what it is now. The yeah. idea I came up with was called astrophobia, which oh, means okay. the fear of lightning. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, I, and I pitched him this idea on the phone. He's like, That sounds great. I'm gonna I'm gonna set up an interview with you, uh with the Fox people. And uh I get this email saying uh Okay, your interview is on the Fox Studio lot on Tuesday, and then a follow-up email that's like, "Oh, we're in Canada. Never mind. We'll do a Skype interview." And I was like, "Hell no! I'm flying down." Okay, so where I hopped on a plane. Where's the lot? It's right in L.A. It's in Beverly Hills. All right, all right, yeah. Uh, the actual Fox Studio is like the 21st Century Fox Studios lot. Nice. So I flew down there for the day, and I actually went there with four ideas. So I went down there and I pitched four different concepts, and uh, this is the one that they they chose. Oh, so they they took these concepts and. They basically said, you know what? We really like uh, these two. Why don't you go ahead and rewrite them? We have a couple of ideas and uh, send them back. They go to Hulu because Hulu is the one that's broadcasting these. Yeah. And then Hulu picked Carved. So I nice. got an email like two weeks later. like, oh, yeah, Hulu Hulu likes this. So yeah, you're and, in.
0: And I didn't know it was connected to Fox. But that's interesting that you say that because... From your short, I got a old school Goosebumps vibe from it, which was also a Fox show. So now I don't oh, know. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you, were you influenced by stuff like Goosebumps? Are you afraid of the dark for that? Or because like I my I got that uh, my bigger feeling. my
1: bigger influences would be like Beetlejuice. And, ah, yeah, um, yeah. You know those types of films like Labyrinth, Neverending Story, mm-hmm. more fantasy type stuff. Yeah, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in the horror world. Um, but no, my my inspiration for that was, actually, uh, I used to work at the Toronto Zoo years ago in a different life. I used to be a graphic and exhibit designer, oh, and okay. I used to design exhibits. And our department, every department at the zoo does a pumpkin carving contest for the, for the Boo at the Zoo thing where the you know, guests come and they vote on the best jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. And we were artists who could sculpt and paint, so we always made these elaborate pumpkins. And, and the idea of this, the idea that it's a pumpkin that carves human heads was a concept I had for this pumpkin carving contest 16 years ago. Oh, really? And it always okay. just was in the back of my <laughs> head. I'm like, man, that's got to be, you know, I, I got to make that come to life at some point. Yeah. So the idea did. was actually an old idea from when I used to work at the zoo.
0: Yeah, so the seed was there and then bang. Well, congratulations. It's alive now. <laughs> I'm going to cheers to that. That's awesome. The power of an idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny to see it come to life after all these years.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's quite the accomplishment to be like, The only Canadian in this circle here.
1: I was surprised about that. So they, there's eight of us. So originally they told me that there was 30 directors pitching and they were going to pick about 10. Last year they did something similar called Bite Size Horror and there's there was 10 filmmakers. And then I found out we're yeah we were the only Canadians that are in it, which is good because our because of our currency my budget went up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, let's let's go back in time a bit. I w- kind of sure. want to know, like, your roots within to getting into film. You said you were doing stuff for exhibits. was <laughs> Years ago. Yeah. Did it start with that and then you started being creative? No, or did I you started go, way you know? before that, actually, okay, when I was okay. a teenager.
1: When I was in high school, I used to make films. I made two feature-length films when I was, like, 16, 17 years old oh, yeah. that are awful uh, VHS movies. <laughs> but I, I was Wicked. obsessed from, a, from childhood. Yeah, And I went to film school, and I oh, I've always made films – only only since 2015, um, you know, have I made films that I would actually show people that I like. Oh, I mean, okay. T- you know, I spent years making horrible movies, and uh, but I've always done it. And then I, you know, I end up. I went to film school, and right out of film school, I, I started working in television as a director. So I've always worked professionally in production, and I've always made the films on the side because that's always been my true love. Yeah. And I just do it on the side for to keep the passion alive and to experiment and to, you know, have fun with that. So, uh, it started as a teenager.
0: Uh, Pulp Fiction was
1: the one that that turned me on into filmmaking. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah.
0: that was like, at the time, like the big independent one that just boomed and just the idea, it's just people talking, you could film that. Make it compelling. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what? What do you think it was like earlier in your life that kind of drove you into wanting to express yourself through <laughs> the... filmmaking? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it was a teacher. I would say it was a teacher. So
1: when I was in high school, there was a class called communications technology, and uh, I went into this class. I got into this class randomly, and the teacher was really cool. His name was Dale Andrews, and he really taught me how to use cameras. And we were editing on old, like tape to tape linear systems and this oh, thing yeah. called the toaster. It was like old school, back, you know, t- linear editing. So but- did
0: you have to, like, actually physically cut, like, film? Well, no, because it wasn't film. It was, <laughs> okay, it was yeah. tape. So it yeah. was, like,
1: you had these big machines that would, like, you know, uh, you had to do a linear editing process through oh, these tapes okay. that were in decks. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> this teacher was the one who introduced filmmaking to-, to me and really uh, used to let me come in early and stay late, and I just became obsessed. Like, it was all I did through high school was make movies. Mm-hmm. And it was him who encouraged me and gave me great grades and, like, um... Really pushed me in the direction and oh, and became a mentor really. And when I graduated school, uh, high school, I went on to film school. He had a production company, would hire me, and I started working pr- professionally for him.
0: Oh, nice! And nice.
1: and now all these years later, he's actually the executive producer. One of, he's one of the producers on Carved. Oh, cool! He's, he's the producer on all the films <laughs> that I do. Now he works with me in my office as an ex- as an executive producer, and he handles our film sort of division.
0: Oh, that's kind of beautiful too. He <laughs> kind of seen you from your core roots oh, yeah. of everything to oh, yeah. like getting that spark in your head and like he must be totally proud of oh, yeah. like, it's what's a, it's going really on now. Yeah, it's a really unique relationship. It's a really
1: yeah. unique relationship and he he, uh, he's he's out there now. He was, he's, he's been a teacher his whole life and in the last year he's taken time off from teaching to come work for me full time. Wow! And now he's he's produ- we're producing, films. We just finished, we just finished a couple of films. We have another one called Latched that premiered at TIFF last year. Okay, and yeah. that is that is premiering online on Halloween Day as well uh, with a Vimeo Staff Pick premiere. Nice. And then we just nice. finished a feature, our first feature film called Making Monsters, which we, we just finished and started to submit to film festivals. Uh, he's the executive producer on that, who sourced the money, got all got all the funding put together, and, and worked on it as a producer and. Yeah. And he's producing another film too with uh, with some some really interesting Hollywood pro- producers. So he's he's the one that got me into it when I was a teenager, and he is now my partner.
0: Yeah, that's wicked. It's cool to hear you have so much momentum too. <laughs> and I'm sure there's times during your journey too where it's just <laughs> been down points. Have you ever had like times where you were like <laughs> filming one of these films that you don't want to show anybody, oh, oh, or yeah. you you get into your own yes, head and you're yes. like, what am I even doing yes, with myself? Like, yes,
1: I, I have that exact experience. In 2011, this is kind of a sad story, but it, this, it's true. I'm gonna say it. So when I, in 2000, my, mo- my mother, who passed away in 2012, she was the one that was obsessed with horror films. Oh, like I said, I used to make gangster movies, Pulp Fiction type stuff. Yeah. She was the one that like ups- she watched everything. She all the Human Centipede movies, like literally, oh, yeah. she loved it all. She was into <laughs> it. And she uh, when she when she got sick, she's like, I've always wanted to produce a horror film. Like if I give you five thousand dollars, can you like make a film that my name is on as a producer? That's really scary can I swear yeah you can say really whatever the fuck scary. you want <laughs> and I was like oh okay like I've never made a horror film before all my films were dark comedies and stuff and so I went and found this script now I kind of write my own scripts but at the time I I uh, I optioned this little short script I found that was terrifying and uh it took, took the money and the, the film the film takes place in a morgue and I actually had to find this real morgue it took me forever to get it all, <laughs> all put together and I went and filmed this movie on Halloween day actually in 2011 Oh wow! I shot this movie in this morgue. It was terrifying, really, really, really cool, and uh, it took me three years to put together in post production. This is a ten-minute movie because I was obsessed with doing all the visual effects myself. I had to be perfect. Yeah, I had. It had I was obsessed with perfectionism.
0: Yeah, it was your baby. You know? Yeah. and
1: Meanwhile, my mom's like, "Where's the movie?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it." Yeah. And I was, I was doing all these effects, and I completely lost perspective of it. I didn't know if it was good. I got totally lost in my own head, and and. She ended up, you know, she passed away and I was almost finished. She never got a chance to see it, but that movie, that was the one that uh, taught me, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. It has mm-hmm. to be finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did 31 visual effects shots myself and at the end of it, it uh, I didn't know if it was good or not. And my, when my mom passed away, I couldn't even watch it. I felt guilty and I, oh, I didn't show man. anybody this movie until 2015. Wow. So I shot it in 2011 I didn't show a single person until 2015 mm-hmm. when I finally started to submitted in film festivals and then the response I got was huge I couldn't believe how people responded to this movie it was unbelievable and, I, and this thing got into every festival went all around the world won all kinds of stuff I got offers to and now it's now it's part of a um, an Australian feature uh, anthology which is why I took it out of film festivals uh, but that the response I got was like whoa this people are really connected with this mm. all over the world yeah all over the world and so now now I make movies rapidly fast because it doesn't have to be perfect; it has to be finished. Yeah. And so now I, I work fast. Yeah. Carved was, you know, Carved was written, shot, and edited in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, you just banged it out. I it's did this other one, Cookie, that was shot, conceived, written, shot, and edited within six weeks as well. Wow, We wow. did this feature film. We we shot it in in twelve days. You know, I wrote it in December, shot it in February, cut it myself in a couple of weeks, done. Yeah, yeah. You know, now I and it's
0: because of that lesson. Yeah, it's a heavy way to learn that lesson, but. It, it, yeah, yeah it, it's
1: my biggest regret not working faster and it never never again never again now now i fly and actually it's the best lesson i, I ever could learn because um efficiency for me is key and now i storyboard i storyboard everything and execute so quickly because of it and and because of that we save a lot of money it ends mm. up being super effective oh, for, nice. for getting things done quickly
0: and it's interesting how you talked about getting into your own head because this is a pattern of some people i've had on the show whether they're comedians or songwriters too they'll like focus on the joke or the song so much to the point where it comes to like a point where you hear it see it so much yourself you don't know if it's good or not and or it kind of sounds like you had something like that where it might have like with the, that film just kind of have that feeling in your brain, and then you finally present, and people are like, "This is amazing!" Did you have like a, a feeling of, "Oh, really?" Like, "Oh, yeah!" You know, I was, yeah.
1: I was shocked. It opened my eyes to the world. It, became, it
0: gave me confidence. And suddenly, yeah. I was like, "Oh my
1: gosh, I should make another one." Yeah. And the other one did even better. And and, uh, and now, you know, now I now I have more confidence, and I, I don't even care if what people think about the movies because I'll be making another one. You, you can be judging <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one, but I, mean, I got three others. Like, you know, it's, but, but when I finish it and it's edited and I push it out the door, it's dead to me. There's mm-hmm. nothing else I can do. I'm on to the next thing. So by the time people are watching the film, I'm already... Yeah, you're, I'm you're emotionally balls deep in the next anyway. one. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter. It's just the way I've become. Oh, no, but yeah, that's no, good. It, it yeah. went out to festivals. It was Fantasia in Montreal. That was the one that opened my eyes because that's a huge festival. And I didn't really know much about any film festival. Mm-hmm. But we got into Fantasia and I went down there and it was the crowd, the size of this thing. It opened for a, um, it opened for a movie called Cooties. Um, and uh, it was just... A, because of that festival being such a, a well-known, internationally acclaimed festival, I got invites to all these big festivals around the world. And everyone was just like loving this movie. And I was like, man, I, what was I worried about? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's a little horror movie. This movie, by the way, is called Point of View.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. Too. Yeah, it, it's,
1: it's, it's embedded in this feature anthology called A Night of Horror Volume 1, which is an Australian anthology film
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah point of view yeah if, if, you, if you if you want to see it you'd have to you'd yeah. have to check out and, a night of horror and does
0: it have your mom's name on it as a producer mm-hmm. too i'm gonna cheers oh, yeah. to that man. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you bet it does mm-hmm. it's awesome i had the poster hanging in my house and it's like yeah it's there. something super special she about has that an too. imdb page as a producer <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ah, yeah, y- oh, very nice crazy horror movie yeah and yeah,
0: yeah that's kind of cool how she brought you onto that path of like her love of horror kind of changed, pushing yeah, you into that me into the direction. Genre. Yeah, for sure. She is, pushed me into the genre. Yeah. I look at your IMDB and like all your past projects are horror, horror. horror. Yeah. So it became like such your life. And well, she just, it, I
1: got put on that path because of her, but now I've realized that the genre is the, the most fun genre to play in for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's for me, it, what's great is the horror genre transcends all cultures. Mm-hmm. It goes around the world. You can make a great horror movie, that that's a universal language, so it'll it'll appeal to audiences anywhere where you can't get that same response with comedy. You know, yeah, that's true. You know, your yeah. your indie comedy is not going to play in Germany as well as like some crazy scary yeah, monster movie yeah. that people connect with, and they just have legs. These horror movies can go can go far, and they're just really fun. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. artistic. And I love I love the the craft of suspense, building tension, building, and like figuring out how to do it differently. Because I didn't come up obsessed with horror movies; I came up obsessed with movies like mm-hmm. uh um, like a pulp fiction anyway. yeah like dark dark movies like requiem for a dream was like oh, my favorite yeah, movies yeah. ever and <clears throat> you know i like fantasy movies like i was saying before dark crystal labyrinth Neverending story princess bride those were my types of movies i yeah. still love that genre very much so but this del toro style of horror film or monster movie that's what i really loved that's what i feel like is my brand as well in so many ways it's it's fantasy and it's got monsters and creatures, but it's funny and beautiful, and the monsters aren't yeah. necessarily evil they're it's the people that are usually evil, yeah, like, and <laughs> even know.
0: like uh watching carved uh, for the five minutes of that there was something interesting like the characters like I'm trying to ex- find a word to explain it, but their personalities are very loud they're in obnoxious. a way yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 cool because like people are annoying. You only have like so much time to uh, tell the story and just by like one action from one person, you can like, it's like almost like, okay, I know what this guy's like, the, the weirdo <laughs> cutting the pumpkins and yeah. all. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, that's, that's become sort of my, my brand in some ways is to, mm-hmm. is to make something that's scary and funny, but the funny isn't corny or cheesy feeling. It works in a fresh way. To find, I like comedy and horror together in a, in a very particular way. Yeah. And that's every movie I make, I'm trying to find that tone. Cool. But I love it. And they, each one I've made is scary and funny in some ways. Carved is probably the least scary. Probably more and more on the funny side. Yeah, yeah. But I do. That's, that's, my, whole, um, I don't know, that's my whole experiment every film I make is how can I combine scary and funny in a way that's fresh. And build suspense in a way that hasn 't really been done before, or, you know what's yeah. the new way we can do it
0: mm-hmm. so you 're taking this approach with your latest one, how to make a monster am I making correct? monsters making monsters yeah okay. making
1: monsters is a is a feature length film that is um, <clears throat> it's definitely a horror film um, but for the first like thirty minutes it plays almost like a comedy because it's developing the characters and by the time the horror starts it, you you 're really invested in who these people are in, in, a, in a kind of a different way that's a unique m- movie and what's great about making monsters is like I was saying my Executive producer, former teacher, Mr. Dale Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the money was, we found the money privately. There was, there wasn't really anyone um, controlling the creative or, or changing the story. We, I was able to take creative risks with this movie. It's a very different type of horror movie. Oh, very cool. different. I mean, there's there's ghosts in it. There's a, there's slasher killers. It's it's, it's, it's <laughs> kind of genre bending in some ways, which is what I like. And I don't know. I didn't. I tried. Didn't try to follow too many rules. I didn't. I didn't get lost in my head at all because I wrote it so quickly. Because nice. we were in TIFF last year. Even here at this place, we were, we were partying with people, and I had, I had the date set to shoot this feature, and I had the crew, and I had the money. I didn't have the script yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, so as we were getting closer to the date, I was like, oh my gosh, i got to write
0: this thing. I better do my homework. And there was no
1: time to overthink it. I literally set up a system where I would work uh, only two hours a day. That's it. And I would write six pages a day. And in 28 days, I had 90 pa- a 90-page script. It was, just like a, it was just a system that I just executed. Wow. And if I missed wow. a day, I felt really guilty, and I would triple up the next day. Oh, Holy shit! And, but I did it, and I finished two days early. I got in 28 days. I got my 90-page script done, and uh, didn't overthink anything because there was no time, and just rolled into production. Threw the script out when it didn't work, and you know, embraced challenges and made them made them part of the story. And uh, there was no one over our shoulder <laughs> telling yeah. us what direction we going. So we made something very, very, I think, I think, unique.
0: Yeah, I'm excited sure. to see this because uh, I find like my favorite modern movies now. It's like the ones I walk out of, and it's almost like I don't know if I like it or not. I'm like, that was different, and then a day later, it's like processing to myself, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's sick that it made me like feel that way, or just like give me a new experience because like we're in the age of everything, every old idea being rehashed. So yeah. it's cool. Like you're just going hard with being different. And yeah, everything.
1: I'm a big fan of like taking the audience into the darkest, scariest place, and somehow it's still kind of funny. Yeah. It's, evil. it's an evil place to yeah. be. But somehow it's like it works. It works as comedy in some ways. That I yeah. love that. That's the sweet spot for me. That's cool. And would this movie, it's all, you know, this movie is all about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like uh, psychology-wise, that's kind of stand-up comedy too. Would you ever try to do something stand-up like that? Stand-up comedy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, no. I can't no? be in
1: front of a camera. This, you've got a great setup here, where I feel comfortable, but I don't like being in front of the camera or I would, I could never be on stage. Uh, yeah.
0: I just have no experience doing it and, yeah. yeah. That's interesting you said that, too, because, like, I'm trying to keep my show like this, too. Like, uh, the vibe is very chill. It like, feels like you're in a bar. Yeah. To like I said, too, if we say something you don't want, we can cut it out. Right. But I've um, been talking to other people. You see some cameras around here that are off. Yeah. But um, people have been experimenting with live streams. They're yeah. pitching it to me. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's kind of like Joe Rogan-esque. But I'm like, there's something about the comfort level I have right now, which is... I want to keep but I don't think I'd be it would stay if I had the camera on or like an audience or something like that. It's a great atmosphere. It's yeah. a it's a great
1: atmosphere. Yeah,
0: cheers. And um yeah, so uh when when can your when is your next one going to be released? The feature? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we just finished that well, it's actually not completely finished. We d- we finished a submission version for film festivals. Mm-hmm. And so we just hit the deadline for South by Southwest. We had a film in South by to last year, called Cookie, short film Cookie with a K. Um, so, and we I went down there. And that was another eye-opening festival. where I was like, Wow, this 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 is where you need to have a film. Like if you're gonna yeah. a Tiff South by,
0: it's kind of like a party too, and they got music. Oh and well, Austin
1: yeah. claims to be the live music capital of the world because of the every bar has live music, and South by is a music festival. Yeah, it's a huge music festival. Probably one of the biggest. and Everyone comes in, so it's got this great uh, meeting of filmmakers, musicians, comedians, and then the tech industry comes and it's just a massive massive event super fun and i i would i'm dying to have our world premiere there if they if they'll accept it <laughs> yeah so we nice. just finished and submitted to south by as our as our as our hope for a world premiere if they don't take it then we'll we just keep going to the other film festivals but so i i literally am in that stage where it's it's now done i can watch it i still have to tweak the color correction yeah, an I mean, audio mix, but it's there. Yeah, I
0: best of luck with that. I hope you get there because like, it <laughs> just sounds like a party. But yeah, 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 it's it's the right audience for this type of film too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was going um, back in your your uh imdb and i noticed you also uh directed canada's worst driver yeah <laughs> speaking of horror that's <laughs> yeah. like kind of gotta be real life horror being on the set <laughs> like knowing you can get run over at like any second maybe. yeah
1: that's a yeah i did two seasons of that show yeah. it's uh it's that show's insane you know that, that's like the highest rated show on Discovery Channel oh really ever uh, yeah it's amazing and then we, there's been you know they do a season every year for I don't know they're on like season I don't even know what it is now yeah. 16 or something I yeah wonder, no it was crazy yeah. I've done a lot of um, pretty wild shows yeah. Amazing Race was I did that for three years oh cool cool as a, as a senior challenge producer designed the challenges and traveled and.
0: oh really yeah so you you physically made the games for yeah. them and everything oh, yeah well i produced
1: the challenges so yeah. it's a lot of traveling and being immersed in different cultures and figuring out which which parts of the culture are worth celebrating in like in a challenge form and there, there was a team of us that would travel around uh, look at these look at these different uh, options and then form challenges for the show and then produce them in Toronto by figuring out becoming an expert on it yeah like how to tie a t- turban or how to you know I'd have to figure out all these different things how to play this ancient form of Chinese gambling yeah. You know, become an expert on these random things. Teach people how to do it, time how long it takes people to do it and figure out
0: how to produce it. Yeah. Yeah, I did that for years. Yeah, it's that's such a interesting way to shoot something too compared to film where we're like film yeah you have the script but with reality tv it's like okay we have this set up but the rest is the unknown how the people are going to react if you're going to get the the
1: exact polar opposite of filmmaking the amazing race specifically because you can't even do a second take because you can't the people are racing for a lot of money it's a huge prize you can't stop the production can't stop them so they you, that's why the producing is so important on that show because there's zero room for error, and they run through the challenge and they run out and everything has to go smooth because you can't stop them for legal reasons, yeah it's because they have a contract <laughs> and you can you know you can get yourself into trouble as a producer if you if you meddle with their with their abilities to win, mm, so you can't yeah. do anything. So you literally just sit there and uh, hope, hope. Well, yeah, you have to and you have to manage a bunch of things, but you can't you can't talk to them and you can't change the shot or make them redo something. It's the opposite of, of what filmmaking is, but it do, it is a similar skill set in the sense that it puts you in high pressure yeah. scenarios where you have to be cool, you know. And filmmaking's like that too. And stuff you know, shit goes south, something goes sideways, and you you can't lose your cool. It's like you just under a pressure, under extreme pressure. What's the creative solution? This is not a problem. This is an opportunity for a creative solution. So let's not panic. Let's just You know, that that's a skill set that I carry into the film world. Nothing can shake me because of the amazing race. That show is that's something. Yeah, that's a crazy thing. That's experience. important. And I'm yeah. sure
0: like all your training within film and television production too, that probably translates to regular everyday tasks in life. Where you probably like <laughs> see people like pissed off on yeah, the street where true. you're just kind of like <laughs> brushing it off. It's I did. I had you to know.
1: build a bunch of Ikea furniture the other day and I was yeah. just like, people are so frustrated with Ikea furniture, but I'm just like, the instructions are right there. It's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's designed. It's not that hard. Yeah. I don't understand why people can't do Ikea furniture. It's the easiest instructions ever. Yeah. You just yeah. have to follow them. Yeah. And even. But problem if, is that people don't read the they don't read the instructions mm-hmm. they just think they can figure it out and then they mess up all the screws and then they go back and realize that they're the ones that were the fault not the instructions
0: yeah yeah <laughs> this is like this is like um a consistent thing too i see in production people their patience they're just like willingness to like just kind of Figured move out. on even if something bad happens too it's just like okay like we'll figure this out and we'll just keep pushing on like beyond movies and everything crap is what you need to do yeah yeah fix and post that is not that's not the way i like to work yeah it's a good way to live and like you seem like super just momentum based which is amazing too it's like would you recommend like other people jumping into like different creative crafts to kind of take those traits and just smash out as much as they can or Oh, you know, uh, to, to uh, you mean like in terms of being productive? With, like, yeah, creative, yeah. Creative and, and like, like you said, like the one projects. Yeah, if you feel uh, like you have, have a creative,
1: like I, I don't know. Yes, if you feel like you have, you have that creative spark where you, I don't know, Robert Rodriguez. You know that filmmaker, Robert? Yeah, Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, a big fan of him. Yeah, me yeah. too. Oh, I have a funny story about him. By the way, well, great! But I it, love the yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he. Uh, he does everything on his movies, right? He yeah. writes, he makes music, he does things. And he had this great quote where he said, "You know, someone asked him like, like what, like, what do you do?'" Like, which, and his whole thing is, "The I only do one thing. I don't do many things. I do one thing, and that's to live a creative life." That's so. That's such an interesting way to think because I, I do many different things. I work in television. I'm, I show run TV and I, I edit movies and I do all kinds of commercials and I make yes. different things. And and um, people say the same thing to me because all my movies I edit right, and I'll do mm-hmm. visual effects and stuff too. It's like Jack of all trades, master of un. I don't I don't buy I don't subscribe to any of those ideas. I yeah. think that anybody can do anything and you can be an expert on many things. Yeah. And the whole idea is just that, living a creative life. Also Everything that you do has a, has is, is a sequence of challenges. <laughs> yeah. Everything you do in life is nothing but a sequence of challenges, and you're just going through it, figuring out the creative <laughs> solutions to them. Yeah, yeah. So there's not really any need to get frustrated about anything. Yeah. Which Have can you... be frustrating for people who want to be frustrated.
0: Yeah, true. Have you seen uh, Robert's uh, channel in the States, the El Rey Network? hmm I'm a big fan of that. It's just crazy horror all day. And actually, a guy I had uh, sitting in the chair you are he's a pro wrestler he's part of his league on there called lucha underground he was like the main antagonist but it's such like a different way to shoot pro wrestling like instead of like we backstage segments Mm -hmm. it's like movies and they kill people off the show (laughs) but then it cuts to wrestling which is in front of like a live audience and that ties into the backstage like wizards and right. fucking yeah it's it's oh, it's, it's, it's fucking wild <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good. it's called lucha underground oh, right? cool. check it out but That's uh really cool. yeah you were saying like uh you had a story oh, about yeah. it did this you meet emba- him this as is well, embarrassing
1: or? for me but this is embarrassing okay, yeah. but it's okay it's been a while yeah. i'll talk about this it's really funny but i was i mentioned i was at south by southwest with this short film cookie cookie had a world premiere on vimeo a little while ago so you can watch that on you can just find it on vimeo cookie with a k Anyway, uh, I was there at South by, and when you're at South by as a director, they bring all the directors to Robert's studio, Troublemaker Studios, for a filmmaker brunch. Cool. Where you go and they have a catered barbecue thing, and all the filmmakers, and only the directors are allowed to go. So my producer couldn't come; he had to like wait. <laughs> yeah, hotel. yeah. I'm gonna they, go they, chill with Robert yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, so they you put you. They put all the directors on a bus and they take it to the studio, and it's where they shot Sin City, the big green screen studio. Oh ah, no right way. Right there. So you go in, and it's so cool. Like Robert Rodriguez is there, and like uh, yeah. other directors. Uh And um, it's basically just a big barbecue and they have beer and everyone's just like schmoozing and talking and uh, I can see Robert kind of walking around and I literally, I was telling you earlier, Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez was the other filmmaker that really, you know, made me believe I could do do it. And I still to this day do projects like Robert in the sense that I will edit and try to take on the creative roles. I actually like doing all those Mm -hmm. different roles. And I always think like, I'm more of a fan of his process than I am really of some of his films. Like I like his filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, right. I love him. He's a he's a real hero. I don't have any heroes. Yeah, and he's is, a real lots hero. Lots of his stuff
0: is very DIY. Like yeah. we're, we'll have this idea, figure it out later or on the spot. Yeah, yeah, make it's, it it's exactly
1: how I approach everything, and it's because of him. And he's a legit hero of mine. Yeah. So I'm at the studio. I see him walking around. I'm so nervous. I had just flown in the night before. I'm like, I got to talk to him. And um, there's these big lineups for the barbecue, and I'm way at the back of one of the lines talking to some filmmakers, and I just hear someone yell out. Uh, hey guys, there's a whole other barbecue station over here, and I look over and it's just an empty barbecue station. No one's lined up, and the only person standing there is Rob Rodriguez. Oh shit! Here's your so moment. I like move over there so quickly, and I like get right up next to him. Yeah. And he's standing right beside me, and I'm just, like, standing beside him. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, okay, oh my God. what am I going to say? He's actually my hero. Like, I'm, like, an actual fan of his. Do
0: you feel at moments like that, you have almost too much you yes. want to say, and you can't, like, <laughs> put it into... Like, I've had that, too, with, like, some musicians I've been a big fan of, yeah. and meeting them, it's just, like... You get lost for words because there's so much in yeah. your brain and you can't filter like that. Right, hundred yeah. percent.
1: Plus, I was a bit jet lagged and I was nervous, so I drank like three beers when I got there. Yeah. It was in the morning. And uh, he's standing beside me and I'm thinking, oh, God, he's my, he's my like, actual hero. And I, and I tap him on the sh- I I like, slap him kind of on the shoulder. I'm like, Robert, boom. And I kind of hit him. He looks at me and I go, Robert, I'm your biggest hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I told oh, him his face that I'm his I hero. I'm your hero, and he yeah. just looked at me and he went, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. and just kind of like, uh, and I was just like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, thanks for having us, but I, I you know, I ruined that. Inter- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm obsessed with going back to South by Really, so I can go back to that studio as the director, and hopefully he won't remember me, and I'll have a second chance. Yeah, yeah, to, you know. <laughs> just
0: like wear like a disguise. <laughs> and <just> I'm your <laughs> biggest hero. Yeah, oh <laughs> practice on the bus there. I'm your biggest fan. I'm your biggest <laughs> yeah. fan. I'm yeah. your biggest fan. I'm going to mess it up again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of awesome,
1: though. It's a, it's a good story. Well, he went up on stage and he did this whole talk. He, he went up on and he talks to the directors and the first yeah. thing he said was, I look at your faces and I just hope you fail. And he and he goes on to, to explain that failing is succeeding, right? And how yeah, yeah. his biggest failure was four rooms, but seeing Antonio Banderas in the suit gave him the idea for Spy Kids, which was the biggest success. And that failing is succeeding. He did this whole talk, and I was listening to him, and I was thinking, like, okay, okay, my interaction with him was a failure, but it was a success because now I've got a good story.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the, the, I don't know, like, mistakes are just full of lessons. Like, I've noticed that through right. doing whatever I'm doing. Like, failing
1: stuff. is, if you're not failing, you're not really trying anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, it's I would true. hate to not fail. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, carves, like, something like that, that could easily fail. Like, you know, I storyboard all my movies like I was telling you how I, I'm i crazy about prep and, and planning things and now you know I usually I usually pr- do pre like animatics and storyboards and I, I, I prep like crazy and on card, I decided to just not do that at all yeah. I went in with no storyboards <laughs> I had some storyboards done up by somebody else I usually do them and I kind of did it but I didn't really f- use them I end up just kind of I was like you know what I'm, I'm just gonna like go in in the moment and figure this out the way like a, like Spielberg would do it yeah yeah He not really storyboard stuff oh, I didn't
0: know that too that's cool I watched yeah. a
1: documentary on how he works he just goes in and creates a scenario where he doesn't know anything until he sees it in the moment and figures out on instinct how he wants to block it and then shoot it.
0: Oh, cool, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try
1: it that way. That could have been a huge failure. because I didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm, I'm okay. Failing is an option, but fear is not. That's that's a James Cameron quote from TED talk that I think about in oh. those moments. Like, it's it's okay to fail. Yeah. It's just not okay to be afraid to fail.
0: Yeah. In- what's what's awesome too is like you put so much time and so many years into filmmaking too you can you have the ability to do that on the spot too and I'm just, does it when you're like filming in that style does it almost feel like unconscious like you're possessed like kind of just putting together the pieces together some ways it's more fun that card was really fun it was yeah. playful because i i
1: I've done so many little projects now and I work for a living on TV sets and produce stuff for a living. So now I feel I feel really confident and I just really wanted to have fun. And and it's, it doesn't. Yeah, it's not like feeling possessed, but it's definitely definitely it seems obvious. Like I'll get there. I'll be like, oh, it's obvious how to shoot this. The yeah. camera moves here and it goes here and it stops there. And then the cameras, you know, this guy's going to turn and I, I, the blocking and the camera movement just comes quick and easy. And that's just from years and years and years of, of doing you know different projects and failing <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> you know eventually eventually you start to g- you know gain trust in your own instinct and and carve that was the case i I showed up. I just kept saying to myself, "Be chill as a villain Just be chill. I'm Robert Rogers. This is biggest hero. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know who I am? Yeah. Hero. yeah. If you're
0: ever feeling like uh, <laughs> not confident or something or down on yourself, just say that to yourself. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh. I wouldn't. T- I didn't talk. I didn't tell anyone that story for about a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
0: one of those things that like uh, I've had moments like that too, where you get yeah. so embarrassed, like during that moment, and it just like you wake up the next day and it feels like. Like oh, there's, somebody stabbed you in the awful. heart. And then awful. like a year or two later, like you're just laughing. It's like the best <laughs> yeah. thing to happen. It's yeah, like, it's yeah, it's my party story. Now. It's funny. It's fine. People people yeah. seem to love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Right, no, that's I wicked. Did. And it happens. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. But uh, yeah, I kind of, uh, I'm going to throw this in a very, very random, t- uh, sure. <laughs> random direction because uh, I want to foreshadow my next episode a bit. Uh it's gonna be our Halloween episode cool. and uh do you believe in ghosts?
1: <laughs> I wish I did. I really don't. Um I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't. If I if I did, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I, I'm I, I get I get scared. Like I didn't grow mm-hmm. up watching horror movies like I was saying. It was this is my mom's influence. If I watched something scary as a younger person, it terrified me. Um if I believed in ghosts, I wouldn't be able to exist.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he's <laughs> just always thinking about it like can't I'm, sleep i'm or, a scaredy cat in some ways yeah. i mean
1: people watch my movies are like oh god they're so whatever but mo- movie making is different from what. like i can i still get scared watching horror movies and i i don't believe that there are real ghosts i wish there was though
0: okay cool cool
1: but yeah that's uh it's 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 but it's really it's really fun it's a really fun subject to play with i, I love yeah it. definitely because it does scare me in, yeah. in film
0: yeah, and I'm half excited and half terrified to toy around with this. Um, <laughs> I believe in. there's a certain energy to this world. Uh, I'm not going to dive too much into it because it's going to happen during this episode yeah, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. have somebody coming in. But uh, I felt like I've seen some certain stuff and felt like some certain synchronicity that makes me believe there might be more to what we see yeah but i don't understand it and maybe i'll find i'll find out and not want to find out but uh it's interesting well, that you brought yeah. that up. that's
1: sort of the subject of our feature film okay in yeah. some ways it's about a youtube prankster who has a very successful 10 million subscriber youtube channel where he prank scares his fiance, and she comes from a long lineage of mediums and her whole family can believe in, believes in ghosts and communicates with ghosts she doesn't but she becomes she comes from a family of um, a famous mediums from like the 20s oh wow and so he pranks her with these scares and it really scares her because she really believes oh okay and okay. This, it's a story about this couple and that's how they make a living and he, he's kind of like a YouTube celebrity <clears throat> but now that they're a bit older and trying to get pregnant they have to do IVF because they're not getting pregnant and the doctor says you can't be stressed out so she makes a deal with him that you can no longer prank me anymore and but that's that's how they make a living Ah, and so so as the story starts to unfold and you start to these ghosts start to appear it's like you don't know if he's pranking or not and then or if it's her like weird power and and so this this crazy story kind of unfolds oh very interesting it's very much about that subject like do ghosts exist and uh you know he's been kind of exploiting her family and her idea for his own you know youtube success and uh so it's about this couple and their story. I won't I won't give too much away because it ends up becoming a much bigger story but
0: yeah, it seems like there's a bunch of layers to it which I love too like a lot yeah. going on too and
1: Yeah, it's a lot of, like to me like people going on YouTube and and uh, exploiting their family or something for for hits. Mm-hmm. That's Which scary. is a thing. It's yeah, a true thing. Yeah,
0: that's probably scarier than ghosts too. It's Evil crazy bastards. What people
1: will compromise. It's crazy what people will do for fame or for, you know, you know, for some for some likes or something and, yeah, and they'll definitely. do anything including Sacrificing, yeah, their family. And yeah,
0: and you mentioned uh, you're still scared by horror movies, which I think is it's I important if you're really going to be directing them because you know what hits and what doesn't hit. But yeah. uh, is there anything like recent you watched Yeah, that's what I was thinking, and I thought you might have said that. But I
1: saw it at, at TIFF with the director there, and, yeah. and um that it was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. That was, that, that's a terrifying movie.
0: Yeah, there, and it was it was different too. It's. Uh, I was trying to explain it to somebody in a way where it's not very jump scary, but there's like a high awesome. level of uncomfort near the beginning, and it's almost like they took uh, like a volume level of it and just kept slowly turning it up, 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 it. and you just like the comfort just keeps getting worse and worse yeah. and worse.
1: It's evil. You yeah, know? it yeah. has it. Th- what I like about that movie is it really feels like you're in dangerous hands. That's what it is. Like mm-hmm. it's mean spirited. It mm-hmm. wants to be evil. It wants to mess you up. Yeah, and and you, I like that feeling of being in danger. Like the filmmaker is unpredictable. This guy is taking you on this crazy journey. He's, he's messing with you, and it, that's that's amazing. It's like being on a ride. Yeah. It's the perceived yeah. danger. Like oh my god! Like this is. I don't feel comfortable in this world, but you're safe. You're in a movie theater. That's powerful filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I always loved about Requiem for a Dream because I felt assaulted by it. Yeah. And, like, it was, I, and I actually like, I kind of like that feeling from, <laughs> from my media, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I like it. I like, I like the feeling of, like, that intensity. Yeah. High intensity, highly emotional, tragic, and beautiful, you know? I love it. Yeah. Hereditary is right there. I mean, that's a masterpiece. And he said, you know, that this movie is not a horror movie. It's a family drama. He's like, I never really thought about it as a
0: horror movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, you feel it. Like it's more feels like something psychological, like a yeah. shining or whatever. But it almost its own thing. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's hereditary. hereditary <laughs> it's gonna was, be one of those like classics great. that people talk about.
1: Another one that I really like that a lot of people haven't seen is The Autopsy of Jane Doe.
0: I remember the title. I I haven't watched it. I don't It's I don't really know good. I mean.
1: It's Emil Hirsch. It's scary and it's it's funny and and uh it's got a great twist. Yeah. That's a really good movie if people want to watch, you know, a, a nice yeah, you know fun scary horror movie for halloween the autopsy of jane doe i'd recommend
0: cool cool did you watch any of those in- insidious movies oh yeah yeah i'm uh i'm a big fan of them yeah they're good because of going back to that uh believing in human energy or something like there's uh i don't think like i a
1: saw too much of the third one i think the third one i didn't like that much the yeah first i think that was two, a prequel or something yeah, the first one yeah. i loved i saw it in yeah. theaters years ago and i, th- I that was really yeah fun. and
0: they all kind of connect together which i thought was clever even even the with James the Juan third house. one too it's like kind of has like scenes from like another movie it's like oh mm-hmm. they it's almost like they filmed all three of them at the same time yeah. and then yeah. cut it up to make all these different stories which is very interesting
1: oh the haunting of hill house on netflix that's one that people should watch
0: i've been waiting to get th- no i need some time oh it's fantastic that's gonna be my next weekend i'm gonna binge that but.
1: i can't get enough i have like two episodes left and i'm just i'm scared to watch them because i don't want it to end yeah. i love it that's a a great. That's a great scary show beautiful it's right in that her- hereditary world too where it's it's rooted in the family mm-hmm. it's a family story and, yeah and um it's oh god it, it's the same deal where there's no jump scares there's a little bit of jump scares but not really yeah. uh, mike flanagan doesn't really go for the jump scare it's different it, it lingers and then like things are things are in the shadows and it's just it. I've never felt so many shivers down my spine constantly. Yeah. That it,
0: show is, has, is doing it right. I find like the scariest things in film are the stuff you can relate to mm-hmm. in a way too. Like as um, even going back to Hereditary, no spoilers, but just there's a tragedy with a guy and his sister. I, I was thinking of my younger sister and I was oh, just horrible. like, imagine that happened. Uh, like, ah! Uh! Like I was like... But uh, like yeah, the
1: way the actors were directed too, like the way the performance is what made it so horrific too. Yeah, like the way it always it, makes you
0: sick. Like, oh, just you could just <laughs> relate to it because it just felt so real. Yeah, that's what's great about that. It's the directing and the, yeah, and the acting yeah. and the writing, the script.
1: Hereditary script is brilliant. Yeah. I remember thinking that when I was watching
0: yeah. I, I said to my friend, I'm like, you need to see this movie. He's like, Oh yeah, you wanna go with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. He's like, Why are you sending me there just you just need to see it once? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So uh like after so you you're like almost in po- you mentioned you're in post-production of the making a monster movie right yeah are you already on to your next idea or you kind of am, seem like that i kind am of, i have
1: i have a few different ideas what's what's great about carb what, the one thing that's great about carb for me is that it it uh i landed a manager finally i'm trying to get a manager forever i've got this manager now and him and i are talking about the different ideas i have and which direction is the best direction to go in <laughs> so now i'm starting to work out and i'm looking at optioning scripts and i found one i really love that uh, i'm working on the option of because i don't need to write my own scripts i love just i got a filmmaking i don't have to write my own scripts i'd love i'd love to find someone else's script if they want it produced. so come at me if you're hearing this and you've got good scripts because i'll I'll help you get them produced but i really um i'm I'm looking to option good stuff and write some stuff and get a tv show going for sure and and uh so yeah yeah, I've got a couple of different ideas. The thing is, some of them are really big and expensive, and then yeah. some are really small and producible. I always think, like, what can I write that's producible? Okay, so I can just yeah, make it yeah. if nobody wants to. I can just go and make it. Yeah. And, and so for, like, the
0: big ones, you probably want to do right and, like, have, like, the like right people the Hollywood budgeting. system, yeah. where I have
1: to go through the system, and it's like, do I, do I want to do that? Can I? And is is the right project to go in with? So I'm in the stages now working out what the next step is. Yeah. Um. But And then, like I was mentioning, our film that was – that was in TIFF last year. Latched that world that, that comes out on Halloween Day as a world premiere, which is a Vimeo staff pick premiere.
0: Cool, cool. So is it on like video on demand? Or no, it's just Vimeo. Just, okay, cool, nice. So just so free do you to know what watch. The staff pick premiere is it's, no, I don't it's know.
1: Basically, an online premiere for films, but you have to have screened in Oscar qualifying film festivals. Oh, so, wow. So our film because it screened at TIFF and and four other Oscar qualifying festivals around the world, we got an invite. And then so what it is, it's a it's an online premiere where they, they, it's heavily promoted on Vimeo's end and they do a blog and, the, and it gets like hundreds of thousands of hits because, oh, of, because it's a premiere of films that have gone through the festival world and only have been in Oscar qualifying festivals so there, you, there's different Vimeo premieres but the Vimeo staff pick premiere is the, is the, the, uh, is the really great one and we, we, and we were invited to do that for Halloween so that's ah. coming out Halloween day and that, this has been in festivals you know, since last year.
0: Nice. Congratulations on that, too. I'm going to give you another cheers (laughs) on that one. That's great, man. That's
1: called Latched. So check that out if you want to see a super weird, scary funny gross movie with a really unique monster
0: yeah definitely and i'll make sure like us at girth radio and all our different socials share the shit out of that because who doesn't want to watch a free movie you know <laughs> like it's halloween's is the season yeah
1: that one is a bit longer as a short it's 17 minutes
0: okay yeah. but it's
1: uh it's beautiful it's it's about a dancer yeah it's got these beautiful dance sequences
0: i'm i'm excited about this it's cool with your ideas too because they're so all over the place like you know they have the one directors and they're famous for like gangster movies yeah, yeah. or whatever even though you do horror and you're under that umbrella, it sounds like you're just toying with so many different themes, like all over the place.
1: Yeah, I try to. I really try to create stories that aren't me. Like I'm not my character. Yeah. You know, Latched is about a a, a woman who's a choreographer, an aging choreographer who is a toddler, a single mother. Like that's the opposite of who I am. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know? yeah. Uh, Cookie is about an eight year old girl, a pathological liar. You know, Point of View is about a, you know, a female mortician yeah and latched is about a or making monsters is about a couple that's the closest to me that, that i've ever you know created a project in mind with you know i am i'm i've been with my wife for 18 years and she's the star of a lot of these movies so she's the star of latched she's the star oh, of making cool. Monsters, and she's in cookie you kind
0: of do like the rob zombie thing with sherry he always has yeah. her in the fucking movie and stuff. yeah yeah that's she's, cool she's yeah.
1: a professional dancer and has worked as a professional dancer her whole career and so she's a, she's an amazing artist, an amazing performer, and she can do her own stunts. And she's an amazing, you know, talent. Really nice, funny. And she can nice. Nice. So I, I yeah. just, you know, we she's like a muse, and I'll, I'll create works with her in mind.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. It's like you guys complement each other's work and can yeah. just push it to like the next level. Well, I just, it?
1: I just, you know, <clears> throat> she'll throat> do anything. Yeah. And, like, I'll <laughs> nice. stuff, yeah. You know, we can some of the stuff we make. Like if if you watch Latched. Yeah. You'll know what I'm talking about when I say there is not, there is no way this movie could ever be made with an with a regular actress. It's impossible.
0: Okay, yeah, It's impossible. she just understood what. you No, she her.
1: physically does things that you only, you know, basically, she, you know, she like breastfeeds on camera, that sort of thing. Oh wow, like it's a yeah. body horror comedy in some ways. Yeah, and and she, uh, you know, you, I, I could never find an actress.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, she really she, takes she it for the team. She literally do anything, right? and
1: yeah. and, um, and she comes from a place of working out creative concepts as as a dancer. So. The collaboration is a very, very specific, specific and unique collaboration. Nice. Um, so yeah, she's and, and making monsters. She does all her own stunts and and she really does a great job. It's, yeah. it's a pretty hardcore performance. Yeah, your
0: wife sounds like a fucking badass. She's man. pretty badass. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's pretty badass. Yeah, she does um, all kinds of different dance projects and she works full time at the trial dance theater, but then does solo works. Oh, cool! She cool. She just did a show, a, a single woman performance. Nice. And did a tour. Yeah, she's really good. Does she
0: have like her stuff online that people can check out, or?
1: Uh, well, it's all live dance performance. Oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like they don't really post it online. Although the last yeah, show she b- did, um, which is called "Modern Woman in Search of Soul," "Women in Search of Soul," uh, that was streamed live. Okay. So it was a, it was a performance and, and part of it was someone follows her with a phone and it was actually actually streamed live to YouTube. So you might be able to check that out.
0: Yeah, awesome. What's her name too?
1: Alana Elmer.
0: Alana Elmer. Alana. Shout out to Alana Elmer. <laughs> that's that's dope. That's really Yeah, really you'll dope. see
1: if you watch uh you know, she's not in Carved, carved carved is a bit of a different story. I needed different actors, but she's in yeah. every movie I've made except for Carved and point of view.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's really, really, really cool, man. And uh <laughs> Yeah, just to let people know if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, that every episode has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. And you'll see pictures of me and Justin in the studio. Sweet. <laughs> and you'll also like get links to Carved, to Latched, and a lot of stuff. I'm just gonna dig up and just throw all over there so you throw can. Throw cookie in there. People yeah, like cookie. Cookie? Yeah. Is it is it online too? Or? Cookie, yeah, cookies online. Oh great! Yeah, you and so it. you'll be able to watch a lot of movies and yeah, everything. Yeah, and Carved
1: Carved is uh, part of this Huluween Film Festival. That's what it's called for Hulu. Mm-hmm. So the Huluween Film Festival, and there's eight films competing in that. And what happens is they are choosing a winner and announcing the winner on Halloween Day
0: yes so click on it like if you're in a computer lab open it on every computer thank you hit play make sure your mom watches <laughs> it <laughs> and yeah. yeah support i know uh, the majority of listeners are from canada he's the only canadian in this competition That's right support your boy <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> let's do it i appreciate that yeah yeah and uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up here or-
1: no this has been great you got a great uh you got a great interview room here and this is uh, this has been actually a lot of fun it's good good conversation I appreciate you having me on this is great